Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Do you know what? You live a life of victory whether you feel it or not. And, um, you know, there for two weeks I had a, um, I had this scripture that just kept going through my mind. And uh, I thought, well, maybe God wants me to share about it. So I started doing uh, a research, and it was on, I'll just quote the scripture. It says in Romans 14, it says, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How would you like to have some righteousness manifesting in your life? How would you like to have some joy manifesting in your life? How would you like to have some peace manifesting in your life? Well, do you know you can have hell all around you and peace on the inside? And so, uh, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The reason I uh, rehearsed that again was because, you know, uh, a lot of times we just preach the gospel of our salvation. The gospel of our salvation. But you know, the gospel of your salvation is a part of the gospel of the kingdom. How many of you know that... uh, Just because Loretta got saved, that doesn't mean that Aaron got saved. You know, just because you got saved doesn't mean your spouse got saved. The gospel of your salvation is personal. It's between you and Jesus. And that's that's where it stops there. You know, a lot of times we talk, well, it's just me and Jesus. Well, when when you receive the gospel of your salvation, you come into the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom gives you power and authority. Uh, uh, Debbie uh, mentioned the scripture in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. If you have your Bibles, uh, you could go there. Or if you have your app, you can flip on your app, your Bible app. I'm starting to use my Bible app more and more, but you know, it's a little smaller print than my large print. So I still like my large print Bible. But in Genesis chapter 1, he says in verse 26, he says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them, them, have dominion. Dominion has something to do with authority, okay? And so if we get there, uh, I'll talk about dominion, uh, talks about the kingdom, and the kingdom is all throughout the Bible, okay? You know, if you have a kingdom of of just one, it's not a very big kingdom, is it? 
The kingdom represents the totality of what of God's of God's sphere of influence. All right, does God have any influence over your life? All right, then then you are part of the gospel of the kingdom. But he says here again, he says, let us make man in our own image according to our own likeness. And let, uh, uh, let me start. Oh, I'm reading from, I'm quoting from 26 and looking at 27. I'm thinking, why is this in this lining up? So anyway, let's just go to 27. He says, so God created man in his own image. Uh, he created them male and female. He created them. So who did God give authority to? Did he just give it authority to the man or did he give it to the man and the woman? You know, even if you're a woman, you better have some authority. How many of you have little kids or have had little kids? Well, you know, you need to have authority over them. You know, you need to have authority not only in this world, but you, you need to have authority in your family. You need to have authority where you work. You say, well, I'm just, I'm at, I'm just at the entry level. You know, you are at the entry level, have great authority in that place. Because we're not just dealing with each other. There is a kingdom of light and there is a kingdom of darkness, and you can take authority over that kingdom of darkness through your prayer and through your confession and to, through you taking authority. So what am I trying to tell you this morning? I'm trying to tell you that you belong to the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God has authority that's been given to you. Jesus says, Behold, I give you authority. Well, you know, one... One group of people tried to tell me, oh, that's talking to the apostles. See, because it says in this little note, well, the little note wasn't the scripture. It was just a heading. How many of you know your heading isn't the scripture? It's what the Bible says. So Jesus says, behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, somebody say nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know what? Your feelings shouldn't get hurt. Did I say that? Your feelings shouldn't get hurt. He says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why? I mean, you, we all have that tendency. You know, Melody said this morning, she said, Lena's never offended me. I thought, well, that's not the same with me. <laughs> You know, she used to invite me over to her house and we'd have Sunday, you know, we'd have dinner and she'd give us some of that uh, peanut butter pie, you know, and all that. I haven't had any for a long time. I'm offended. No, no. I, but even if I get offended, then I still have the responsibility in the kingdom to forgive. Because if I don't forgive, neither will my heavenly father forgive me. And so, uh, and so in, the, in the gospel of your salvation, it's just between you and God. But in the gospel of the kingdom, it's between all of us. We are divinely connected in the gospel of the kingdom. Now that doesn't, the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of salvation is not at odds with each other. 
But sometimes we get this, we get this thing in our mind that it's just me and Jesus. I get, you know, I start cutting people out because I've been offended. I start cutting people out. Well, you know, so even if you've been offended, that could be a tool that God's using to make us more like Christ. You know, say, God wouldn't do that. Well, you know, God didn't purposely cause somebody to offend you, but God will use it. God can use anything the enemy brings against us. Hallelujah. Well, let's, well, let me just keep on reading. He says in verse, verse 28, so God bless them. Are you blessed? You're a part, you know, this is actually your parents he's talking about. And when the blessing goes on the parents, it goes on the children. And God bless them. He's, and by the way, uh, when they fell, God didn't curse them. Okay. He says, so God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Let me ask you a question. Are you exercising your dominion or are you letting the dominion of darkness exercise you? Are you exercising authority over what the enemy brings against you? Now, let me just tell you, I do not have authority over Lena. I never have. And I never will. But I have authority over the powers of darkness that would try to separate us, that would try to tear us apart, that, it would, try to, that would try to divide us. I have authority. Well, she could be offended at me, but I, don't, I do not have to be offended at her. Let me tell you, you have authority over your offense. I got three people agreeing with me. (laughs) That's a good point. So I want to, I want you all, do you have authority over some, over your feelings of offense? I'm going to tell you, you will be offended, but you don't have to let that authority, you don't have to let that offense keep you bound. Hallelujah. You know what? When you bind people, you bind you. When, you. when you put somebody in prison, you're in prison with them. And you're wondering why, you are wondering why they're free. <laughs> Have you ever been offended with somebody and they don't even know it? You want them to be, you, you're treating them, you won't even look at them. You won't even talk to them. And they just act like nothing's wrong. That's because they're not, they're not even thinking about it. They, don't, they might not even know they offended you. But the reality is, is we have the authority to release people. And when we release people, we release ourselves. Yes, yes. We release ourselves. Well, let's go over to Romans chapter 14. That's the scripture that the Lord... Uh, gave me to get into this. And uh, I thought, well, I'm going to go through the Bible. And I thought, well, I'm not going to go through the whole Bible, but I'm just going to go through the New Testament and look up the word kingdom and see how it applies to us. Well, I got, to, I got over to um, Matthew, and there's over 50 references to the kingdom. 
You know, that'd make a long sermon just for today. We would, we'd be halfway through the millennium before we got done. But he talks about here, so, I, so I'm not going to do it all in one day. But in Romans chapter 14, again, he says, Therefore, let your, therefore do not your good be spoken, therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. I kind of wanted to read uh, all of chapter 14, but for time's sake, I'm not going to do it. So if you want to go back and look at it later, but what is he talking about? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. So this is different than the gospel of your salvation because the gospel of your salvation is just between you and God. The gospel of the kingdom, we are related to each other, and so we have to deal with other. Yeah, yeah, I just got to deal with you. No, that's not the way. That's not the way. We're, I just have to deal with you. I, I just back off. I've got to deal with you. No, no. The Bible says that you have to love one another. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. Well, it's in the Bible. I didn't make it up. For God is love. So, what's he talking about here in Romans 14? He's talking about... He says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. So what's he talking about? The church in Rome was made up of Jews and Gentiles. How many of you know the Jews are not supposed to have anything to do with idols? We shouldn't. You know, John tells us, beloved, you know, don't have anything to do with idols. But what was happening was... So there's a Jew, uh, part of the Jewish church and, part, and the Gentile church, they're together. You know, the Gentiles had no problem eating meat sacrificed to idols. But as a matter of fact, if you went to a restaurant, you were eating meat that was sacrificed to an idol. If you went to the marketplace, you are eating meat that was sacrificed to an idol. And so some people didn't want, to have, didn't want to eat meat because the meat was sacrificed to idols. And Paul says it's not about eating meat. It's not about what you drink. It's not about the day you worship. It is about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In other words, Paul is telling us not to let certain things divide us when we don't agree on things. How many of us sometimes don't agree with your spouse? I'm sure she feels the same way. <laughs> you don't agree with your spouse, but you don't cut them off. Right. right. The mature Christian believer does not do that. You don't cut them off. You know what? Sometimes you don't even agree with yourself. 
How do you know that? How many of you are just frustrated all the time? It's because there's something on the inside of you that is arguing with each other. There's, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not agree- in agreement in spirit, soul, and body. Do you know that your spirit man has the Holy Spirit in it, and it is led by the Spirit of God, but your mind is still connected to the world in a way that, uh, in a way that you want to do things the old way. You know, this isn't me. I'm just using this hypothetically. <laughs> but have you ever gotten so mad? You know, you, you, vi- you envision yourself with a high-powered rifle and shooting somebody as they're going down the road. <laughs> like I said, that's a hypothetical situation. Have you ever seen yourself wanting to hurt somebody? But then on the inside of you, there's something else that says no. There's something else that says no, and you you get frustrated because you've got got this, this soul and spirit that's in wrestling. You are a new creation in Christ. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, and that new man does not want to hurt somebody. It knows it has to love somebody. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. In other words, we've got to set aside our disagreements and we've got to come together in the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes it's not just about coming together. You know, we're all different. When she was saying for 46 years, I was thinking, well, she's talking about Jesus. (laughs) Then I realized she's talking about me. She has to choose Jesus over and over again for 46 years. Then I look over and she's pointing at me. (laughs) The kingdom of, if, if we allow division in our heart, it is impossible for us to walk in righteousness. And if we have no righteousness, you will not experience the joy and the peace of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a peace that you can have that's a natural peace. But the reality is, is that there is a peace of God that passes all understanding. Man, have you ever felt like, wow, how come I'm feeling so good? And you still have all these issues around you. It's because that peace of God that passes all understanding is is becoming manifest on the inside of you. It's starting to express itself. And I believe that God wants us to live in that more than the peace that the world... Jesus says, I have a peace that I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. So in other words, he's saying, I've got a peace that you can have that no matter what is going on around you, you can still have peace. The peace of the world is, as long as we're getting along, I've got peace. So in other words, we're never, we're never going to get in a group that, doesn't, that always agrees. Never. Because like I said earlier, sometimes you don't agree with yourself. 
You got a real problem there. Now, <laughs> you got a real problem when you got a spouse that doesn't even agree with themselves and you, <laughs> and you got to try to be at peace with them. And Melody, that's why she said, I've got to choose this man 46 years over and over again. Because, yeah, of course. You know, if I had to do it again, I'd still marry her. Hallelujah. What's the truth? I mean, it's, I mean, it take 46 years to train her this good. So. <laughs> you got to think things through, you know. You, you, you just can't. Oh, boy, that looks like a new model. Well, you know, it's a new model, but it ain't been trained. <clears throat> just a thought. So anyway... So in uh, Romans 14, they were arguing over food and drink and what day to celebrate and what day to worship God on. So the apostle was, the, the goal of the apostle was to get, bring them to where they are edifying one another and stop arguing. You know, sometimes it's just good, you know, just to come to yourself and just stop arguing. Have you ever been arguing with somebody for days and you just get tired of it? Am I the only one that lives around here? <laughs> hey, you know, you, you know, some of you have been arguing and you know, forgot what you started it over. You forgot what the original offense was. You just keep it going. But the goal of the apostle was to say, hey, let's quit arguing and start uh, edifying each other. Yeah. Righteousness, peace, and joy can only be enjoyed when we're walking in the love of the Holy Spirit. When we're walking in the love of the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, there is a natural love, but there is a love. The Greek calls it agape love. We call it also the God kind of love. It is a love that sacrifices. Jesus was on the cross. He had suffered beating. He had suffered ridicule. He had, he had the crown of thorns on his head. He had nails in his hand, a nail in his feet. And, uh, and he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, was that a love because he felt ooey-gooey love? Or is that a love that is agape love that sacrifices itself for someone else? I had this thing I used to say, do you want, do you want to be right or have a relation. You know, you, you could be right in the argument. You could be right, but you're losing your relationship. You're losing your relationship. Now, if it's, you know, some arguments are just like, they're, they're really not worth it. You know, like squeezing the toothpaste in the middle of the tube. Man, don't you know you're supposed to roll it up from the bottom and push all of that stuff up to the... 
up to the uh, yeah well now we got it figured out after 45 years the last year we've each got our own tube that's one thing we can thank COVID for thank you Lord but some things are just not worth arguing over we need to need to let it go let it go, give it up, let it pass. Well, I went to Matthew and I started, and I, like I said, there's 50 verses in Matthew on the kingdom. And uh, so let's just go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. It says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, all right? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me just say this, there's a, uh, there's the kingdom of heaven talked about and the kingdom of God. Who owns the kingdom of God? It's not a trick question. Who owns the kingdom of God? God, okay. Who owns the kingdom of heaven? I think the same person. Okay, so the, I, when I look at this, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven... I look at it as the same because it's God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is God's kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is God's kingdom. So he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What is kingdom? What does the kingdom mean? <clears throat> the kingdom is the rule yes. and the reign of God. The rule and the reign of Christ Anytime you are obeying Christ, you are inviting the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven to take over the atmosphere of your life. You're, you're allowing, and when you have husband and wife that are in unity, when you have everybody in unity in the home, you have the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Is there peace in your home? Is there, you don't have to answer. <laughs> is there peace in your home? Is there joy in your home? Then the kingdom of God is manifesting there. Have you ever, have you ever uh, had a... a a period of time where you weren't getting along. There's this movie I, I like to quote. Just one line from the movie. And this evil guy says, why can't we all just get along? <laughs> why can't we all just get along? Jesse <laughs> might have watched the same movie. Yeah, okay. He might have watched the same movie. Yeah. Anyway, why can't we all? So if, if we're not getting along, it's not that the kingdom has left you. It just means that you're not experiencing it. It's not, it's not manifesting. Because the kingdom of God, it, Jesus, Jesus said this. He, uh, you know, they kept, the Pharisees were asking they were asking Jesus about the kingdom of God, and he had just healed 10 lepers. 
and they saw it. He had just healed 10 lepers, and one of them came back, and then they said, show, uh, show us a sign. <laughs> he just healed 10 guys. Show us a sign. You know, Jesus is doing all these miracles. Show us a sign. And he says, he says the kingdom of God does not come with observation. In other words, the kingdom of God was right there, right in front of them, but they couldn't see it. Why? Because they were, they were anti-Christ. They were against Christ. Christ is the key... Christ is the king of the kingdom. So if you reject the king, you reject the kingdom. I'm going to say that again. If you reject the king who is Jesus Christ, if you reject his rule and reign, you will not be able to see the kingdom. Boy, it'd be a good day today. She's in agreement with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me just say this. Kingdom benefits are revealed through obedience to the king. You know, a lot of times we're, you, we're thinking, oh, what's the Lord's will for my life? Have you ever thought, what's the Lord's will for my life? What's the Lord's will for my life? Why can't we all get along? That is, that is the will of God for your life. Beloved, let us love one another. If we can't do the small things, why are we expecting to get some big thing that God's going to reveal to us that we can walk in? Let me just say this. Loving people is not a small thing. Loving people is demonstrating the life and the power of God. We get, when you can love people that don't love you, now sometimes, I'm not saying that you just keep to have to, I'm not telling you that you have to let them keep beating you up. But you can pray for them. You can, the, Bible says to, the Bible says if your enemy hunger... Or if, if your enemy thirsts, give him drink. If he's hungry, give him food. You don't have to let him keep beating you up, but just do nice things. You don't have to, you don't have to go to their level. Thank you, Lord. So again, kingdom benefits only come when we walk in obedience to the king. There must be a true and lasting change for us for the kingdom of God to have, for us to have, let me just, there must be a true and lasting change in us for the kingdom of God to have any value to us. That's why we have to be born again. If we're not born again, we might do religious things. We might act like we love people, but if we don't have a change in our heart, then there's not going to be a true value for the king of the kingdom and the, and the ways of the kingdom. And the ways of the kingdom is to love one another. Thank you, Lord. So 
What is the change? I'm glad you asked. There's a change in thinking, the way I think. There's a change of attitude. Have you ever said, have you ever looked at somebody and said they have an attitude? They have an attitude. Well, that attitude has to be changed. Attitude has to be changed. And also, an, there has to be a change in action. There has to be a change in my lifestyle. This was a long time ago. It was probably back in the 80s. But I was listening to talk radio. And I got to where I hated a certain group of people because of what I was hearing on the talk radio. And God told me to turn the radio off. I, I was, you know, when you, how many of you get in the car, you just turn the radio on? Or it's just on from the last time you were in there. God wouldn't let me listen to the radio for over a year. He told me to get my face out of Facebook. Now I'm kind of creeping back in a little. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not, it's just relational things. I have to change my attitude so that the kingdom of God can be manifested. Now, I still have my convictions, Tommy. I still have my convictions. But the reality is, is that I don't hate people I disagree with. Is that good? Uh, I'm looking at you. James, I had a a senior moment. I couldn't remember your name. (laughs) Well, well, you got it covered up. (laughs) I had a senior moment. I called. It was Mother's Day. I had all the women come forward, and I prayed over each one and kind of gave them a prophetic word. And I got to this one woman in the church, And I had a brain freeze. I could not remember her name. (laughs) And she was a regular attender. And so I'm just kind of, you know, praying. Because I'm mentioning every person's name as I'm going through this. And I couldn't remember. So I'm just kind of, and I just finally said, man, I just have to apologize. I can't remember your name. You know, what I re- you know what I decided from that point on? I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> My heart was in it. It was all good. But I'm not going to have another brain freeze <laughs> on that. You say, oh, it wouldn't happen to me. You know, I had one, one lady say, if you ever call me to pray, I'll die. <laughs> well... If I want to get rid of you, I don't know. <laughs> no, because we love each other. We have to change our attitudes and our lifestyle, right? Hallelujah. So what is repentance? Repentance is not just an emotional event that we're sorry how, we, how our sin has affected our lives. We have to come to the place where we are sorry for how it Offended God. 
I'm just not sorry. You know, I got caught. I remember getting caught, me and this, uh, me and this kid in school. Uh, we were just, we weren't really fighting, but we were just fighting, you know, doing this act. Well, we got caught, sent to the principal, and I was sorry for getting caught. <laughs> because the principal said he was going to call my dad. Uh, man, that's a death sentence, you know. So... Even though I was shy, I talked my way out of that one. (laughs) So I wasn't sorry for what I did. I was sorry for getting caught, and I was sorry for the consequences that were going to come my way. And that's what a lot of us do with repentance. We're just sorry for how it's going to affect us. But the reality is, is true repentance is that we are sorry for how it offended God. That's true repentance. Because if we have that repentance, then it will actually change us. If I'm just sorry that I got caught, I'll just make sure I do it better the next time (laughs) so that I don't get caught. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory. Well, I'm not going to start another one because you know, go too long. How many of you like to get out? How many of you like to come to church? Yay! How many of you are ready to go home sometimes? Amen. Now, nobody wants to admit that. You know, sometimes I preach, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to get out of here. And then people come, oh, that was a great sermon, man. It didn't feel that way to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, one of the things that the Bible says about the kingdom of God, Jesus went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead. Jesus, the, to Jesus, the kingdom of God goes beyond just the personal relationship. It goes into spreading the kingdom. When Adam and Eve were put in the garden, in the Garden of Eden, if they would have obeyed God, the whole earth would have been changed into the Garden of Eden. If they would have, if they would have obeyed God, the kingdom of God would have just continued to grow. Now, we know they didn't. But the reality is, is we can expand the kingdom by allowing the kingdom of God to come in us. I have one, one confession I just love to make. Why should I allow Satan to have supremacy over my life? For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Great. I, you know what? When we... When, when we open the door, the Bible says, give no place to the devils. But when we open the door, it seems like the kingdom of God is not manifesting. But I can shut that door, give no place to the devil, and I can walk in obedience. I can walk in repentance. I can walk in obedience. And the kingdom of God will continue to expand, which we'll talk about that at another time. The kingdom of God really... Uh, All you have to do is put it in place and it will just begin to grow. Hallelujah. And you're part of that. You are in the kingdom. 
You're just not saved. You're in the kingdom, and the kingdom of God will expand because of you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we are delighted, Lord God, that we are saved. We are delighted that we are forgiven. We are delighted that our sins are cleansed. But Lord God, we're also delighted that we are in the kingdom and that we are related to each other and that we have the opportunity to grow in love one with another, grow in love with you, grow, grow in love with the body of Christ. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for, uh, for your strength and your power, Lord God, and the Holy Spirit maturing us in that, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask the healing team to come up. <laughs>